welcome back to Sextras, where we talk about sex and all the extras. I'm Honey. And I'm Maria. And we're actually together I'm right now. I'm looking at Honey right now. We're I can touch her. Sitting next to each other. <laughs> so wild. <laughs> it honestly makes such a difference to recording low-key, because like, I feel like when it's just over the phone, I'm so low energy. Like I'm just staring at the laptop and I feel like I'm just talking to no one. Yeah, honestly, you you kind of do zone out, and then with the like three people in the call, mm-hmm. it's like a bit much. So I'm quite glad that we got to record together today because I mean we have a special guest for you guys yes. today. This episode, yeah, we're joined by Mariah Freya, who is one of the founders of Beducated, which is a like sex education platform, and she's just a really cool woman overall she's got a TEDx talk she knows loads about sexual pleasure and we talk to her about how to like keep your sex life alive as you get older and like the different sexual phases of your life and she shared a lot about her own experience and yeah it was just super interesting so we're really excited to be joined by her and let's get into it yeah Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to be talking to you. And we're going to talk a little bit about the changing phases of sexuality as you age and kind of destigmatizing having sex throughout different phases of your life. So, and you have an amazing TEDx talk about that, and we're really excited to kind of dive into it. So, yeah, could we talk a little bit just about like how you got into this line of work? Like, what made you interested in it? where your expertise comes from yeah sure yeah I think my own starting point with my sex life was definitely in my 20s when I started yeah being in a relationship for a couple of years in with Phil my uh, today husband and also father of my two kids and also co-founder of my company and uh, we're now this year together for 16 years so quite a while yeah he was definitely my main partner in my 20s which is kind of statistically the most explorative and most sexually active time uh, in our life so yeah when I was sort of discovering my sexuality I was at this point feeling quite low in libido and I um, I realized only later that some some of the sexual uh, assault experiences actually led to that point that I simply didn't feel very open and very connected with my body um, so there was like a certain numbness that uh, I believe caused was caused through um, sexual assault that I experienced in my my childhood but also later during um, my teenage years and then Phil was kind of like very patient with me and but of course being in a relationship for a couple of years a partner who's on low libido like that eventually bubbles up and eventually becomes an issue so um, so he was like hey like there must be a way to you know make this work to you know, find things that excite us and find things that maybe help you, you know, to feel more excited about sex. And I was back then a social worker. So I studied social work and I wanted like in a naive way, change the world by helping people. And I always was sort of interested in like women's empowerment and kind of what does it mean to really feel 
yeah, empowered as a woman to really feel having all access available um, like any other gender. And so, yeah, I was already kind of interested in that field, but I never thought at that point that sexuality would be that tool that I would be putting out there, eventually founding a company with the largest sex education library on the planet um, with over 100 uh, different courses on anything from tantra massage to kink so and everything in between so yeah i realized that yeah coming back to my story we were in india realizing that i, I worked for an ngo there and i had someone who recommended me a course on uh, valva massage and that was sort of the turning point for me like i was not really scared interestingly enough even though i was at that point definitely not very confident about my sexuality but I was just curious like oh wow what is this like tell me more like I've never heard about this before and yeah what you can have squirting orgasms what is that what is even the cheese spot you know like <laughs> like I suddenly had all these answers that I didn't know were inside of me and just bubbled up and yeah not even knowing about my cheese spot back then I think it was also not very popular in like I don't know 20 15 years ago that people would talk a lot about it. It was very niche and now it's, I think, becoming more popular. Yeah, so so somehow I, I said, hey, Phil, let's do it. Let's try this out and learn this. And yeah, that was really for me a very empowering tool and moment to experience my cheese spot, experience squirting and all like different types of pleasures that I haven't, yeah, untapped before and and experienced before so it was sort of like a proof from my body that there is something empowering that's already sitting right there that I didn't feel before and I think that was definitely for me the starting point to see okay sexuality is actually a really amazing empowerment tool especially for me as a vulva owner and yeah I definitely want to make this more accessible to the world and yeah, that's how, how the company came up and that's how I ended up in this space and still am. <laughs> Sorry for that very long monologue. <laughs> no, it's such an interesting backstory and yeah, kind of a good insight into like why you're interested in it personally. What was your like sex education like kind of growing up, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, um, so I grew up in Germany and um, my family definitely wasn't necessarily conservative because um for example my my grandpa he would go swimming at the lake naked so like the, there was this sort of habit of um, going swimming uh, at nudist beaches and we would just you know hang out at different nudist uh, places even as a kid already so that was something that felt quite open like just that um knowing that it's okay to be naked without necessarily having a sexual connection with that. Mm -hmm. And I, I'd say I definitely had this like curiosity as a kid. I remember just exploring a lot with my friends, even already at a very young age, without even knowing that this was like a sexual act or somewhat sexually related, just that curiosity of exploring the body, and, uh, like different holes that you can put stuff in it and, you know, things like that. But I definitely didn't have like the education, what it would mean, or also not necessarily a negative education on, hey, like this is a taboo, you're not allowed to do this because 
somehow we never also got really caught with that. So, and then later in my teenage years, I, I remember I had only one 60 minutes lesson in bio, biology class where we got sort of the basics of the anatomy of a male body and a female body, but there wasn't anything around any pleasure points like the clitoris or the g-spot or you know how to experience pleasure with uh, sex it was really more like a dry anatomical class and how to protect yourself from pregnancy uh, luckily I also wasn't um, educated in a negative way so so that they say like it's harmful it's bad for you you have to be careful so it was just very neutral German dry <laughs> Uh, which I'd say is also not the most ideal way because yeah you you simply don't don't even have you have no idea how to experience pleasure with it you have to sort of almost make negative experiences first in order to know okay what could be a good experience yeah and that's definitely sad and I think in most countries I'm not sure about the UK or what type of um, education you receive but I think all countries have a taboo. There's no country in this world that doesn't have a taboo around sex. So it's definitely a struggle for every single person. Mm -hmm. Unless you're very lucky and you, yeah, kind of grow up with some sex therapist as your mom or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very true. And I think coming from your experience, as you were saying, like getting a quite a square version of like, these are the facts and then coupled with sort of what you were saying earlier, what you experienced, like sexual assault and things like that, it kind of only gives a view of sex that it's either like a shameful and bad thing or like just a natural, like biological thing. And then it is only like till later on in life, which I think the way that you were describing it, it made me think of like a Pandora's box, like sort of opening and being like, oh, this is all like the other stuff that nobody told me about that is like what actually makes sex great and as you said mm. can be very empowering especially coming from those experiences where you can take ownership and be like because at the end of the day yeah like knowledge is power like mm. by having that information and that knowledge you can really like take control yeah there's probably a reason why politics are keeping this type of education loan profile prohibited mm -hmm. to advertise because it is like somehow like controlling people you know um, as it's such a powerful inside of knowing what you like and what you don't like it ultimately empowers people also to tell their boss what they don't like and like so you know it's it's a it has a ripple effect in all parts of our lives and uh yeah, I mean, it sounds almost a little bit like conspiracy theory, but like I, I feel like being in that industry, working in this industry, you've all you constantly struggle uh, with barriers and like limitations and um, restrictions around advertising, around reaching more people, around growing the company, just because big tech is controlling the way what they put out there and. So they're not, not only restricting porn stars or like more nudist, nude pictures on, on social media, but yeah, also sexual education platforms not to be present. We've lost our Instagram account twice. We've, yeah, struggled really a lot with that. So it's a political work. Yeah, so somehow you have to believe in this like utopia of 
on the other side of, yeah, there must be like a more sex positive way. And I feel like with the Gen Z, I believe you're both Gen Z um, yeah. generation that like there is stuff happening. My brother, he's like in his mid-20s, he's a DJ in Germany and he's part of this collective. And when I went to his DJ gig, there was a person at the entrance saying, hey, I'm not sure if you're aware, but if you ever experience sexual assault or someone you know is is too pushy or um, you don't feel comfortable in this space like come to us we're just right at the entrance where your awareness team also make sure that you know you're not being drugged make sure you keep your drinks safe and kind of like that education around how to be safe in the night you know in in clubs and in when making party and I feel like that Like, I didn't have that type of education, which I feel is it's such a great evolution in your generation, just because it's it seems like more common sense. So I'm not sure you would probably know better why that is, but... Yeah, I think there's definitely more of a conversation around consent and sexual assault, and I think it's only getting better and, like, more open but I definitely think there's a long way to go still like just because those signs are there doesn't mean that people actually feel safe to report certain things that happen to them or even tell like their closest friends or family mm. and mm. yeah I guess that comes back to sex education again and being able to recognize it and also all the things that go under the radar in terms of the sex that we have consensually like stuff might happen in the middle of sex that you haven't necessarily agreed to which we've talked quite mm. a bit about and I think that whole conversation around that needs to change as well so yeah, yeah it would be it would be great to kind of hear how you think well firstly if we could kind of revisit this idea of the phases of sex throughout mm. your life because in your TED talk you were saying that younger people they have this excitement around sex and it's like it's all very new and yeah how does it suddenly go from that to like being in say either being a mother in your 30s or in your 40s 50s upwards and there being like this stigma around you having sex or not necessarily knowing how to keep that sex life alive mm, yeah yeah I think there is this misbelief that sex education is only relevant in our teenage years. But I think it's actually a, a really bad belief because um, like, especially now teenage years, it's like the worst time to receive such, such, such uh, education um, because we're anyways all over the place with hormones. So ideally we already receive education before that where it's already sort of natural and then it doesn't feel like such a topic and which is not really receiving because I'm anyway so and then in your 20s there is no education anymore and you're just like exploring without any rules you you're most sexually active but in the same time like nobody's really telling you what to do or where yeah finding the education is really hard and and then it keeps on going like it's just blank at any stage of your sexual um life cycle and yeah so so i definitely believe in in our childhood it it starts um you know with parents ultimately to naturally live a um, sexual positive and healthy life i mean it doesn't mean you know 
that you really show them sex, but but just naturally having that intimacy and and living that a little bit more in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. And you know, when my my boy came in the other day, uh, he he entered the toilet and I had my menstruation and just kind of changed my my bleeding pad. I uh, like he saw the blood and I was like, hey, like have a look, like do you know what that means? And um, you know, this is this is mommy bleeding and I'm having that once a month and it's something normal that all um young women go through of all the owners so he was like ah okay thanks i'm gonna go play lego now so so <laughs> like it was something you know like just like not trying to make a big taboo out of like such a natural thing and educating him already already now he's four years old but like he will have like if i'm just having a natural conversation about it about his questions that will pop up it's will be just such a normal thing that he'll be able also to take in as a teenager later on the education and then realizing okay like it's really cool to actually know what you do and then he keeps on educating ideally himself so for myself i definitely didn't have that and i think it's still for most people a challenge to question our sex life and get a little bit out of our comfort zone like because it is such a taboo like it every time takes an extra effort right like I am now a mom of two young kids so my personal challenge is probably very different from your personal challenge in your 20s because there you yeah you kind of need to make sure that you safe with all the different sexual experiences that you have that you don't have too many negative experiences that causes harm for maybe later sexual experiences in the future um, so you kind of have just to manage a way around that and still allowing yourself you know all the desires and and be able to to navigate through that so in my 30s or as a mom I'm more challenged with not having enough time yeah to self-pleasure or not having enough time to be with my partner and like the challenge of simply prioritizing your sex life and when you're scheduling it in your calendar, how it's still to make it fun, exciting and somehow, you know, new. Because I do think that the diversity is is something and that's, I think, very unique also with Beducated. We're offering a lot of diversity in terms of courses and fantasies and journeys. People can put their toes in and get the education and then eventually yeah, make that uh, a wish or desire come true. So how can I sort of pick that up, that that diversity, even if I'm like in the most stressful time of my life, Um, which I think gets better in your 40s. And I think they also say like with age, sex, like like with wine, sex gets better with age. Like it's, it's just that you're overcoming your own like critical thinker about your body. Like you're not as maybe perfectionistic about your body anymore which often challenges us to relax in our 20s and 30s so in your 40s you may be more yeah just kind of like are fine with the wrinkles and not as worried anymore and have a little bit of that like you've seen already a lot and like a bit of a standing I guess in 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 your sexuality but of course like it's still challenging for most people to ask for desires or realize certain fantasies that they secretly think about so there I'll definitely need more guidance you know on yeah how to really ask for stuff and how to yeah maybe get get a certain 
space for myself where where I can just live that more and yeah I, so so right now I'm definitely in that phase of yeah kids being all over the place where is that lover inside of me and trying to pick up the pieces <laughs> so it's like do you think the main barriers to people like not having that flexibility or that kind of like diversity as you were saying in their sex life is like time space and also like yeah just having that questioning are there any other barriers that you think people kind of face yeah it, it it's really so unique everyone's sexual journey so everyone has a little bit of a different challenge a little bit of a different situation they, where they're starting out but there's for sure like probably a hundred different scenarios where where we could find you know a specific course or a specific tool that would help these individuals with with that yeah I think in, in terms of barriers I can only talk about my own uh, barriers and yeah like how I'm overcoming them at the moment is for sure yeah scheduling the time in and now the kids are for example in kindergarten so how can I make this work uh, while being in the home office with my husband being at home like there is somehow that space right we just have to find it and acknowledge it and say, okay, this is the space. It's not like usual in the evenings. It's just in the morning. So let's, you know, make the best out of that. Then it's anyway much better, I think, because it's where you, yeah, you're starting the day, you have more energy. So it's actually anyways more ideal to have sex in that <laughs> time of the day. Um, yeah. Um, what what were were your thoughts on that? I find it really interesting how there's this idea that okay, sex is better as you get older for some of the reasons that you named, which make a lot of sense to me. But then, yeah, why are we like? Why is it that then older people there's this idea that like oh they just don't want sex as much as like when you're twenty and supposedly it's like kind of shit, you know? Like why do then like twenty year olds like? Like, I'm, I, why is I mean, it I'm, shit in the most sexually active <laughs> time and then it gets better with less sex yeah yeah, yeah like it's just uh, such a so unfair you know the the way that the cycle works to be honest yeah and I, I i mean that's that's definitely why why sex education is such a powerful tool starting with childhood continuing in teenage years and giving you then kind of the confidence in your 20s to yeah make best use of that time because it's it's really such such a special time sexually in your 20s yeah you just op more open more curious you have that freedom in a way at least if you're living in a in a more free country yeah that there, there there's definitely a lot a lot of like exploration possible and then yeah and in, in, in the same time I, I guess also challenges around what does deeper intimacy really mean because yeah you're just going from one to the next to the next and then like that deeper diving deeper with someone is is often quite rare and even though we're all sort of yearning that in a way i i mean i i think if if we were to do studies on older people uh, who are still sexually active like what i read about it is that sex is only like one part like penetrative sex is, is only one part of their sex life it's like these 
find things in between the lines, you know, when we're kissing each other during the day, when we wake up and hug each other, when we're saying a nice word to each other, like acknowledge each other, have that moment of like eye contact or like a little gesture. I think that's kind of that intimacy that they usually have even up to old age. And and that I think can be such an amazing sort of foreplay warm up for, for the actual sex in the end. So sex is, it's, it's not so much than the end goal anymore. It's, it's more that continuous thread of intimacy that's important. And that can lead to a very fulfilling sex life, even though you you might have less sex, like the quantity is left, but it less, but it's, it feels more special, even though it's less. Like that's mm-hmm. that's how how I picture it and what I what I've read about it. But of course, this is still rare because with now the current older generation, most of them struggle a lot with having that special connection, having these intimate moments because they are a generation where, especially penis owners or men identifying as men, are very like emotionally closed, like because that's what they learned from young age and mm. probably boys still do also today young boys but um, yeah so it's it requires someone unique in a way also to to have that and to be able to express emotions and how we're feeling about each other yeah it's it's quite deep work and and requires like you know to challenge yourself every day a little bit do you think it's possible for people who are older now to reframe how they think about sex and pleasure and how would you even suggest going about doing that or like having their partner bring it up to them? Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I know from my heart that everyone at any age can pick up their sex life and yeah, have a breakthrough and have that empowering moment experience like that aha moment. And it's never too late for sure. 100%. I think there's also a trend with older people dating. So that I I believe helps a lot. Like simply having a different partner suddenly can like just open up a completely different scenario Mm -hmm. and space where you suddenly feel safer or more encouraged to open up. But also, you know, starting with those little gestures, like learning little things you know that you can implement you know where it's not just about okay let's do that fancy kama sutra take sex positions because that's when you're older i think not really possible anymore unless you're very fit but if we're really talking old age old age like 70s and up like i think people do struggle simply with the mere fact that sex is quite exhausting so so finding alternatives like giving each other a central massage or have finding like relaxed oral sex positions where you know it's it's easy to pleasure each other but without having you know neck pain and finding more comfort getting maybe a sex chair that helps you you know just to have extra props and cushions that helps you feel really comfortable But of course, this is already one step further. Like first, you have to have that conversation with your partner. Sometimes it might help to introduce a platform like Beducated, but sometimes that might even scare off some people. So um, like I would recommend to probably start out on your own if you know that your partner is rather on the conservative side. So start out on your own, explore yourself first, like 
start cracking your own nut first and like open up that that egg of yours and then like that will naturally have an effect on your partner and then yeah you can sort of share with them their experiences your experiences and then taking it from there and I think that's actually valid for any age really like start with your own journey first and then You can see if, you know, your partner joins you along the way. Yeah. So you shared earlier that you had a little bit of a struggle maybe with you, with your partner when you had quite low libido. So maybe you have like some experience with having those kind of tough conversations when you have to bring something up and you obviously mm. don't want to hurt the other person's feelings or make them yeah. feel rejected or anything like that but obviously you want to prioritize your pleasure so do you have any advice for specifically for instance like long-term relationships if something maybe you want to like bring something up but you don't maybe know how or mm. want to change something do you have any advice or tips or maybe share your experience of something that worked for you or yeah yeah Yeah, I think um, if, if you look at sex therapy, what they usually recommend is don't make penetrative sex the goal if you're in a relationship with mismatched libido because the more you're trying to have penetrative sex, the more the person with low libido withdraws. Mm -hmm. And that's like a major issue and, and like freezes the relationship immensely in terms of uh, intimacy. So, so finding and navigating around that with other practices and seeing that as valuing that in the same way as penetrative sex, like just puts off the pressure a lot. So for example, having like sensual massages where it's not about the penetration, but just experiencing the senses in a different way, activating the senses in a different way, in a more a gentle way yeah and like like I think for most people it's that like dead bedroom experience where you have less and less sex and eventually you don't have any sex and then it's like it becomes weeks and months and then maybe even years and you you like it's it's so frozen that nobody's able to move anywhere mm -hmm. and Uh, it's just in that stuck place and I guess that's especially for older couples uh, the case where it's like younger people as they so sexually active they would just switch partners just because yeah it doesn't make sense like your desires are so strong that you yeah wouldn't really make it work probably but I yeah my own experience showed me that if I wouldn't have moved a centimeter probably I wouldn't be together with my partner today so I like I sort of as a low libido person challenged myself a little bit to yeah look outside of my comfort zone and um, in the same time without like pushing too much otherwise I would have withdrawn so kind of like I, I experienced like I got the recommendation to try out a vulva massage and that sort of made me do it and instead of like if my partner would have maybe suggested it maybe I would have said oh no that's you know like so it was like my own steps that I moved instead of making someone move like it's that never works like trying them to like do it and yeah it, it has to come somehow from them and I, I think if if I know my partner is exploring themselves and that makes me curious and want to know more so that I think that's the way of inspiring each other yeah I think that's what comes to mind <laughs>
Thank you. And then could we talk a little bit about, like, because you were saying part of the whole process of, like, opening up those conversations is knowing, like, where to go. So you had your recommendation for trying Volvo Massage and obviously Beducated offers, like, courses for people. Could you give a little bit of kind of advice about how people can use Beducated to kind of improve their sex life or, like, even if it's just by themselves and then eventually open up that conversation with a partner? Yeah, I'd love to. So it's basically an online platform where you can sign up for free, test it out for one day for free, and then you can choose between the different um, monthly or yearly pass. Uh, we even have a lifetime pass, uh, which is new. You log in and what you find on the platform are over 100 different courses from yeah, learning something about oral sex or learning something about communication in a relationship or consent or erectile dysfunctions or sex after menopause, like just to name a few, or kinky BDSM um, courses where you can learn some shibari knots that you can try out. And the thing is, it's, it's, it's like you're scrolling down, you're scrolling down and there's a lot of inspiration by just scrolling down. And I, I, I believe like sexuality is so diverse, like having this diversity in front of yourself, like, and then going through the process of, okay, what, what do I like? What, what's interesting for me? Like just that realization, get your creative juices, your fantasies going. And then you like clicking on something and, ah, oh, that sounds interesting. Let's try out. Yeah. I don't know the Shibari course. And then, and then there's a, an expert guiding you through the process step-by-step step in a video format that you can study from the comfort of your home. So you don't need to go to a Berlin BDSM seller and, you know, expose yourself to others. You can just do that from home, streaming straight into your bedroom. So, yeah, and I think that's sort of like that safe space that we're trying to create I mean, there's a lot of amazing offline events and offline things that you can explore, but I'm always a little bit careful with this because especially if someone is new to that, they might not know what concept means to them. They might not know what desires they like and don't like. So they very sort of, yeah, they, they can experience negative things in, in such an event if they're not able to address these things. So so I'd say it's it's like, Educate is sort of the perfect starting out place for anyone, for any adult, kickstarting sort of their journey and then, yeah, dipping their toes in and maybe trying out one technique that they learned in one course and then seeing, okay, what does that do and does it have any effect and maybe set up like a little practice session with your partner. So like making it somehow a study field and becoming over over that experimentation, your own sexpert in that process. And that's really empowering thing for anyone, I, I believe. Not only having having that empowerment in your sex life, but as I said before, for all parts in your life, because if you're able to say what you like in the bedroom, which is the most scary thing to do, you you are you are also able to do that you know in front of your boss negotiating about your salary so because it's also a very scary thing to do but it's sort of the same ha can have the same shame 
shame sensation that you're feeling in your body, like it's getting hot in your body and you're like just, you know, blushing up. But training that can just be an amazing tool for any situation, really. Mm. Yeah, I love this idea of like creativity and like, I guess, like confidence that you're kind of bringing to the table. Like, I think that's the most important thing with sex and just like sex education as well as just like being a little bit curious and like asking those questions of yourself. And like, that's definitely what we try to promote on the podcast as well like just always revisiting not getting stuck in the same kind of cycle and like standing up for yourself like you were saying in the same as any kind of setting in life it's important to be able to kind of state what you want and what your boundaries are and what you enjoy and yeah we love that so yeah and I, I think the difference to our platform from let's say porn because you could get also a lot of inspiration from porn um, especially if it's um, ethically produced they, there's amazing stuff out there for sure but uh, like what's usually missing there is the education part and the expert you know that puts like the inspiration in context and gives you kind of a background information on what's happening what you're seeing which is just not the case in in porn I mean I don't want to say like porn is bad because I, I think it, it has a very important Uh, aspect and an important influence in people's sexuality but we have to sort of get the sex education how to put that into context and what that means for my own sex life and other people's sex life and mm -hmm. that after all is an actor usually unless it's an amateur video uh, an actor giving a blowjob which is like hours and hours of training on how to give it yeah how to deep throat or you know it's it's a very challenging thing to do and it's not for everyone for sure but it's like the standard and yeah with our courses there's a way to kind of look at step by step what's what's true for you what's not true for you what you want to learn what you don't want to learn and put that more into perspective and in the same time we also do have like some edu porn on the platform where Like, for example, there's one that we just released on erectile dysfunction to men, actually one non-binary, one um, other performer identifying as men are having a conversation about erectile dysfunction and then they are sort of making out later on, helping each other, like how to pleasure each other in, in, in the context of erectile dysfunction and what to do in a moment like that. And actually just seeing that process of pleasuring It's just a very helpful way, like having that pleasure-based education instead of just like anatomical charts, right? Uh, but really seeing that in action and explicitly, yeah, like makes so much sense because then we can understand it much better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's such a great idea. Like in the sort of like a knowing what to do in that scenario and actually seeing it because I feel like a lot of people in lots of sex scenarios kind of get there at any age really and you're like oh god like I, I just really didn't know what to do and like what to say how to like not offend them or like you know what I mean so I think being able to see it and play it out kind of thing is such a great idea mm -hmm. and I love that yeah <laughs> So yeah, that we we love Beducated. We love everything that you've kind of created and thank you so much for taking the time to kind of talk to us about your own experience and 
your mindset behind why you created Beducated in the first place. Yeah, and thank you just for being so open and sharing with us. Um, is there anything else you want to share with our audience before we say goodbye or like how people can find Beducated, where to look for you, anything like that? Sure. Um, so if you're curious about Beducated, you can, um, you're welcome to join us at Beducated.com. So it's like educated with a B at the beginning. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy to provide also a 40% discount for anyone who's interested in joining the yearly plan with us. Um, I believe you just um, make a, um, a note in the show, in the show notes uh, on that. Um, so definitely check it out. I'd love to, to see you there. Yeah, and I, I think from like probably most of your listeners are in your 20s, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger. But uh, I think what's always helpful was for me to kind of know that, you know, like it's all right that experience that you're right now in like it, it is how it is and like it like there's always always a way to change it like you don't have to stay in in that place it's not like set in stone like whatever challenges you're going through there there is amazing education for you that helps you navigating through that and yeah allowing yourself and yeah, opening up your mind to, to import, I think, is, is, is such a valuable aspect in life. And um, yeah, so uh, I hope that inspired you all to see sex ed education not something that you put in your teenage years, but actually as a lifelong journey and mm -hmm. as something that, uh, yeah, is a great companion on your side throughout your life and throughout your different relationships and experiences that you have. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Every day is a school day. So <laughs> why doesn't that Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. We've really enjoyed talking to yeah, you. And you. yeah, everyone go check out Beducated and check out Mariah as well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much to Mariah for joining us in this episode and talking to us a little bit about Beducated and yeah, just having a chat about different sex and different points in your life mm -hmm. we really enjoyed that and thank you so much for mariah and her team for offering us and you guys 40 percent off yeah in beducated if you use the code sexstress yeah and we'll obviously put that all in the description and as always you know where to find us on instagram facebook tiktok at Sextras Podcast or our website, sextraspodcast.com. You can email us, sextraspodcast at gmail.com. And also, it is our third birthday today as we're recording. So please go leave us a little rating or review if you enjoy the podcast because it would help us out so much. Yeah, send us a cheeky happy birthday. Yeah. Or rip our Patreon also. Yeah, sorry guys, we had to discontinue the Patreon because it was just really getting ridiculous. But um, find us elsewhere. Yeah. We'll be around. Yeah, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, bye. bye. You've been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodatiyi. Produced by Mabel Productions. Sex.